the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him that all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place, all by yourselves, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gesenaret and moored the boat. When they had got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats wherever they heard he was and wherever he went. Into the villages or the cities or the farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. did some good singing this morning. You know that? I really appreciate that. That was nice to hear. Nice to hear. Today we have a story about uh, David. Do you know who David is? Well, let me tell you. David was a king in Israel, and he was a real powerful king, and a lot of people thought he was a good king. And like a good king does, he had settled all the disputes in all the land, which is kind of hard to do. And everything was kind of going smoothly. He had built himself a real nice, strong house. But the place where they worshipped God, kind of like this, they didn't have something like this. They just had a little tent. So he lived in a nice, big, strong house. And, and the place where they worshipped God was just a tent. So he thought to himself, you know what? This isn't right. God is great and wonderful and good, and certainly God should have a house as nice as mine, if not nicer, for us to worship in. And so he said, you know what? I'll get the best wood. I'll get the best supplies. I'm going to build a great house for God. But God sent a man named Nathan to him to tell him, no, don't do that. Now, the reason wasn't because it's not nice to honor God. The reason wasn't because David was doing a bad thing. God wanted David to know that we're not the ones that bless God. God's the one that blesses us. 
And so it's not just that Nathan said no. Nathan also told him, instead of you building me a house, I am going to bless you your whole life long. I'm going to love you your whole life long. I'm going to make your family great their whole lives long and their families and their families' families. I am going to continue blessing you and everyone you know forever. You don't need to build me a house. I'm the one that builds you a house. And it's the same with you. It's the same with you. I'm looking around. I think all of you were baptized at one point, weren't you? I believe so. I believe so. And we have some water in here, so can you all stand up? A long time ago, yep, there's some water in here. A long time ago, at least for you all, a long time ago, a pastor took some water like this and put it on your heads. Can I put some water on your head? Can I put some water on your head, Callan? Yeah, yeah. No? That's okay. Can I put some water on your head, Claire? No? Can I put some water on your head, Timmy? Can I put some water on your head, Andy? There you go. There you go. Can I put some water on your head, Eric? Good. And when that water is on your head, you remember. You remember that it's not anything you can do. You don't need to build God a house. You don't need to do anything for God. God loves you. Not because of anything you've done and not because of anything you will do. God loves you so much right now. That's it. And God will always love you and your family and your family's family right now. That's it. God will always, 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 always love you. Will God always love you? Yes. <laughs> you got it. That's the whole point. So every time you feel water, if you're taking a bath or a shower, if you're washing your hands, if you're helping with dishes, if you're watering the garden, if you're playing with squirt guns, like whatever you're doing, every time you feel water, I want you to remember that God loves you and will always, 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 always love you. Sound good? Sounds good. Shall we pray? Let's pray. God, we are thankful because you love us. Every once in a while we get it inside our heads that we need to do something to earn this love, but no, you just love us. Help us to share that love with our friends, with our family, with everyone around us, and bring this love to us now. In your name we pray. Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Every time water touches you, 
every time water is anywhere near you. I want you two to remember that God always, 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 always loves you. In today's story, we do have David. And he's done all the things. And he's done all the things that a good king should, all all the things a good faithful person should. He's just checked off every single box. And seeing all the things that have gone well for him and seeing all the things that he's done, he continues this streak in supporting the religious institution of his time. If someone were to come up to me and say, I would love to completely care for your entire church building, I'd say, okay. (laughs) It's not a bad thing that he's doing by any stretch of the imagination. This is a good and great thing to do as a king. To make sure the money that is there is going to the right places. But God has something different in mind. He wants this good king to know that it's not that the king builds a house for the God. It's that the God builds a house for the king. And through this story, it's for us to know it's not that we create a place for God. and It's not that we show a moment in time or a moment in our day for God. It's that God has first come to us. That God has first loved us. That God has first dwelled with us. But there's more to this story. You see, in the next few weeks, we're going to hear David's story continue. And it's about to go downhill real, real quick. Because what starts off as a great king begins to look like a king that is tempted to abuse power, looks like a king that's tempted to let his family slide on gross atrocities, looks like a king that doesn't quite know how to keep everything in check, and largely it's because he's human. That's what happens. But we always come back to this moment. That is nothing that we've done or it's nothing that we've left undone, but it is always God that loves us. Always, 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 always loves us. And there's not a thing that David can do, king or not king, to take this love away. There's not a thing that you can do to take this love away. I don't know if Cora's even done anything yet. But there's nothing that she could have done to remove this love from her now. And there is nothing her whole life long that will remove this love from her. And not just from her, there's nothing to remove this love from her, her family, one day maybe even children or her family, whatever's in store for her, whatever is around her, there will be the love of God there for her. And long after we've dried water, and long after we've put out candles, and long after Cora has forgotten about this, and long after everyone here is no longer around to remind her of this, the love of God will be there as fresh and as new as it is today. 
this is love. And this is the mark of Christ that will never be removed. My mom. My mom actually listens to my sermons every once in a while. (laughs) And she does that thing, you know, where she's like, oh, Ben, they're so wonderful. I'm like, thank you, mom. But then she told me about a time where she actually applied it, which is a whole new level. She was walking along the beach in Florida. Now, you know I come from Ohio, so we're real good at soil and dirt, but we're not great at water. So she was walking along the beach in Florida, and she said, well, I remember in a sermon one time, you said, every time you touch the water, remember your baptism. So I was walking along the beach, and there was water that was coming up, and it splashed on my feet, and I thought, oh, that's so nice. There's the love of God right there for me. And then she walked along. But then the water came back. And it splashed on her feet again. And she's like, well, that's nice. That's plenty. And she walked along. Then the water came back. And it came back deeper. She's like, wow, that's a lot of water. Then she walked along and it came back about up to her calves. And that's, that's plenty. That's good. And then she came along and all of a sudden she recognized that there is an ocean of this stuff. That is love. And that is baptism. There is an ocean of this stuff. It's not just this. This is the beginning. Think of the water you've had throughout your lives. What you drink. What you eat. What you swim in. What you play in. What you run through on the way to your car. Think of the water that comes down your face over the course of your life. All of it is the love of God in Christ Jesus for you. All of it. There is oceans of this stuff. Oceans. This week, touch the water. Touch the water and see that there's nothing that you have to build or nothing that you have to do or nothing that you have to create. Touch the water and know love. Touch the water and know grace. Touch the water and know God for you and for all people. And today, for Korah. Thanks be to God. Amen.